0: episode 361 it's Friday here in Cincinnati it's beautiful I have the window open so you may hear some of the traffic going by at the bottom of the hill but it's just gorgeous I think it's maybe 60s right now Sun is shining all the leaves are falling down so we have this beautiful display of colors that's starting one of the highlights trees in the Midwest is gorgeous in the fall yeah, I, I am sitting here aware of how much is exactly the same as a week ago and how much is so different from a week ago. Uh, I've moved where I record for today. My son has um, some activities in our area downstairs where I normally record near my office and his sort of study school area since he's doing virtual school. And so I moved up to my bedroom, which is where I used to record all of these podcasts in the beginning. I'm in my blue chair that I've sat in so many times before to record books, to record podcasts. But this time I have a black kitten on my lap, which is just the sweetest thing. So I'm sure I will be talking about this beautiful little kitten since she has made herself very comfortable (laughs) sitting here. She's been jumping and bouncing and running all around the whole morning and literally curled up on my lap as I turned my phone on to start the recording. So apparently she is here to help us with the vibration that I'm going to be sending out to you. I can feel how happy my body is and how open my heart is and I know a lot of that comes directly from her playfulness and her her soul, her energy that has whirlwinded its way into our family and our home. So yeah, kitty love is coming through the airwaves to you in this moment. Yeah, a lot has happened. So the last time I was in this space, my heart was hurting. It was opening. It was expanding and That was happening through the transition of one of my friends that I talked about in last week's episode. And it felt uh, very intense, very raw, and I actually haven't gone back to listen to the recording. I'm sure I will at some point, but I haven't felt like I wanted to do that yet because I know how much emotion was moving through me as I recorded it. So that uh, feels more peaceful in my system today. I, I have slowly started to sense when my friend Leslie's energy or soul is trying to connect with me. It's very soft and very subtle. So I, I'm just being aware when that feeling arrives and being so grateful. Because I can feel from my perspective how peaceful she is and that brings me a lot of comfort the other big shift has been my mom so i shared i believe i shared last week that my mom had been in the hospital all of last week she had a blood clot and they were trying to get her blood regulated and back in sync you know kind of helping everything to start moving and um, supporting her overall body health But it was a really difficult time for her and it took a lot of doctors and uh, tests and adjusting and readjusting and moving different medications and her body really went through it last week. There was a point where I wondered, like, does she actually still want to keep doing this? This human thing is so painful for her at this time and, and so I've spent quite a bit of Uh, focus and contemplation on the health of the body, the movement of energy through the body, the physical structure of the body, and I believe that's where we may be going with this podcast today, but (laughs) I never really know until we're in it and the words start coming, and then I'm like, oh, this is what we're going to talk about. So I think that's what some of our uh, conversation will be. And then I went away for a weekend with my friends. And the theme for our time away was flow, which, of course, everything during the week flowed me right into the weekend. And then the weekend was about just relaxing and trusting and not needing to control all the activities and the food and the timing and the <laughs> the conversations. I I really like having plans. And I like knowing that the plan is being executed, operational in the way that I think would be best and a lot of my healing, my awareness over the weekend was about letting go of some of that control as much as I already have in the past few years, even more Like, could I totally just keep letting go of trying to control everything and I don't know that I mastered it Oh my goodness, she's purring. I don't know if you can hear her. She's purring on my lap. That is the sweetest thing. How do kittens make such a loud purr? They're so tiny. Can you hear her? Oh my goodness, she's so cute. She just came up on my on my chest, on my heart, to purr right by the phone. You may or may not hear her, but her purr is definitely going straight into my heart chakra, so you'll feel it even if you don't hear it she is just the cutest little thing (laughs) she has now decided to sit on my shoulder and purr right into my ear (laughs) oh we may have to put her into her little bed during some of the podcasts we'll see how it goes this is a new space a new learning for both me and her her name is jade by the way let me introduce you to jade if i have not talked about her in the space before. Apparently now is when we need to talk about her. So Jade arrived on Monday after my weekend with my friends. I came home and um, picked her up on, well, Sunday was my wedding anniversary with my husband, our sixth wedding anniversary, and it was just the most beautiful, amazing way to come home from all the activity over the past week to come home and then have this day with my Beloved, as I called him in last week's episode. It was awesome. We danced out under the lights where we got married in our front yard, and he created this beautiful book for me about our journey together. It was just amazing. And then Monday, Jade arrived. So here's the backstory on this little character. Um, I, months ago, I was in my meditation time. And I have this Lightseers Tarot card deck, and I uh, drew this card, the Queen of Wands. And I was uh, looking at the picture and loving the energy of the card. I feel like I've shared this before, but maybe it's been with my f- my friends in regular just conversation. So if I've already said it here in the podcast, so sorry, but you get to hear it again. <laughs> so I pulled this card, and I was looking at the Queen of Wands and loving the energy of. The way light was flowing in the, the one hand of this image of this woman in the card. And then flowing out the other hand. And she was just this conduit of all this beautiful energy. And it was just such a happy, beautiful card with a great message. And I could feel that that was what was happening in my life. This was, I guess, at the beginning of the summer. And then I looked at the card. And there was this black cat sitting right at the base of the woman's legs. Like she was sitting cross-legged on a white, uh, what do you call that, lambskin little mat or carpet, like what my mom bought me for my kundalini yoga class. It's what all the master kundalini yoga people have. (laughs) And I I didn't even know I wanted one until my mom gave it to me. I'm like, I have one of those too. (laughs) But it was this woman sitting on one of those mats and then this black cat sitting right in front of her, just calm, looking at the artist. And I remember seeing this black cat in the cart and going, oh, there's a black cat coming to live with us. And then my mind going, no, (laughs) no, we have a dog. We have a cat. Our house is full. We don't need any more animal energy. This is perfect exactly as it is. Well, this little cat kept talking to me and I would get these messages in my meditation time and I'd write them in my journal. And I tried to let my family know, I think there's a black cat coming And they all said, no, there's no need for another animal in our house. Everything is calm. Katniss and Star get along finally. I mean, you know, they pick on each other sometimes, I think as all siblings do. But for the most part, it's very tranquil in our house, even though Star has a ton of energy and it takes quite a bit of focus to help him move all that energy. You know, things are good. So everyone said no, nope, no black cat. (laughs) (laughs) And then I kept getting the message, but I kept saying no. And about a month ago, one of my daughter's best friends posted a picture on Facebook and she was sitting nursing this little cat, the little black cat. Maybe, I think she was nursing the black cat. There were three siblings that had been abandoned and one was orange, one was a grayish color and the other one was straight black and she was nursing these little kittens from a bottle because they were only three weeks old. They were tiny. The mom, I guess, died either in the childbirth or right after. And so the owner brought these kittens to the vet and they ended up with my daughter's friend. So she's nursing, and there's this dog her dog sitting right next to her legs, just adoring these little kittens and then another picture of the kittens all curled up next to the dog and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is our cat, because look, she gets along with dogs, and that would be my biggest obstacle. What if the cat doesn't get along with star <laughs> so I message my well she's my friend too I message her and I say "Um, what's going on with the kitten (laughs) you may hear her playing by the way her toys are all over the floor so anyway we claimed her (laughs) but she still needed to be bottle-fed and so this beautiful woman Pat who I've known for so long it's um, Heather's mom and she she nursed those three kittens every two hours with a bottle for weeks three of them and they're loud when they want food and she did this every two hours it's just amazing it just blows my mind the love that humans have for animals that they know they're not going to have with them it's i mean fostering is just the most amazing thing and i'm so grateful so Pat had agreed to keep Jade until after my weekend away so that I would, she would have enough time to transition to regular food and that when I was done with all of my stuff, which who knew that my mom would be in the hospital at that time too, that I could come back and really give my focus to this little kitten so she didn't feel more abandonment. So Monday, <laughs> long story short, <laughs> long story longer, I went and picked up Jade and we brought her home And she has just been so much fun. She just wants to jump and pounce and play and claw. She has these tiny little claws that are so sharp. It makes me think of acupuncture. You know, when you have acupuncture needles, you can just sort of feel them, but not really hard. But you know there's a prick. That's what her claws feel like. It's like you know there are needles going into your skin. But it's not to the point where it hurts. I mean, a couple times she's been play-biting and that hurts, but her claws, I feel like her claws are just constantly poking the edges of my skin and moving the energy like acupuncture needles do. So Jade has moved in and we are all adjusting. Um, I don't know that I would say Star and Katniss are very happy. I don't know that I would say Jade is very excited about getting to know Star and Katniss yet, (laughs) but we're kind of keeping everyone in their own space, and so far it's really going very well, very tranquil and peaceful. And everyone is sleeping through the night, which apparently would normally have been a problem, but God bless Pat. She has trained this beautiful little animal to sleep in her crate all night. So we go to bed, and she goes to bed. <laughs> we wake up, and she wakes up. Isn't that amazing? But what's been so fun for me is the shift into everything that I used to experience when I was a new mom with my daughter, just feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. How do you, how do you take care of a kitten? And what are the rules of integrating a kitten with other animals? I don't know. <laughs> I've learned with each one. I knew nothing about cats when Katniss arrived, knew nothing about dogs when Star arrived, and now a kitten? It's like a whole different ball game from cats and dogs. The little kittens are their own world. She's so cute. She's just sitting here staring up at me with these big eyes. <laughs> She's adorable. I'll post some pictures this weekend on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're curious to see what she looks like, you can take a peek there. She's just precious. So, okay, that's the story of Jade. <laughs> What what I was aware of this morning, I was feeling into what what to focus on or what to talk about from all that has shifted in the past week. I mean, it literally feels like it's been this roller coaster of whoa up high and then coming down into the depths and then coming back up and um, and I believe many others are feeling similarly from the conversations I've been having. There's there's such big ranges of experiences and emotions and we're all finding our way through those and none of them are wrong or out of alignment when we're high high energetically or low low in grief or overwhelm, it doesn't mean we're off our path it doesn't mean we as one of my gym friends said it doesn't mean we've forgotten everything we've been learning over the past few months the past few years our whole life it just means we're integrating it we're absorbing the expansion or the contraction so that we're ready for the next shift we're ready for the next opening and so as i've looked back at this past week like what what would the theme be or what would the message or the gift be that i would offer you to contemplate that i've been contemplating in my own experience. And what I keep coming back to is the word that we called in for our time away this weekend of flow. So I I would like to as I sigh <laughs> flow. <laughs> flow. It's that feeling, that vibration, and oh <laughs> we're not always in flow and we know when we're not in flow and sometimes that's so difficult or challenging. The awareness I have really been exploring is specifically the flow in our bodies. Because of what I witnessed in the hospital with my mom, because of the transition that Leslie went through, because of watching this new kitten process food and water through her body and remembering those days as a new mom of tracking how many times did they go to the bathroom and what is the amount of fluid they're getting in the bottles and how many dirty diapers do we have everything is measured in a sense so that we can evaluate as the is the flow of nutrients moving through the baby body enough to help them grow and thrive or are they low in that do they need more of that are they getting too much it's all it's all a way for us to evaluate or monitor how well the child is doing and i've noticed myself doing that with jade how much fluid is actually moving through is she drinking enough water (laughs) not that i could make her do anything but It helps for me to know that, yes, she's drinking, she's eating, she's having bowel movements, her body seems to have plenty of energy. You know, she's healthy, she's healthy. And what I experienced in the hospital with my mom is the complication that arises when our physical systems inside of our body are not flowing well. So there's several ways that we flow through our body. We have breath. Breath is obviously the most important. If you're not flowing air through your body, you're not breathing, and then you stop living because breath is the life force of how our our bodies move. <laughs> you can't, if you can't breathe, if there's no oxygen coming in, and no movement of the air through your lungs and your heart and your blood and your whole system, then your body will shut down and and life will end. And COVID really brought that forward so powerfully for all of us in the healthcare industry as a humanity. The injustices that have happened in the Black Lives Matter movement stemmed from breath, not being able to breathe, and the... The wrongs of taking another person's breath, of not allowing them the right to breathe. Breath air in our human form has been such a focus this year, powerfully brought to our attention. So there's the flow of breath. And I'm going to say all of this and you're going to go, I already know all of this, I've studied biology or I understand the human body or I am a human and I've had humans I understand what's happening but there's something about hearing it put together perhaps in the connection to this word flow that might just spark a new awareness for you or might perhaps inspire you to look at your own flow within your body or within those that you love and helping to support um, more easier and easier flow, or uh, perhaps support just more of an awareness about flow for all of us, so there 's breath there 's blood. this is crucial if our blood is not moving through our body we we aren 't circulating that physical you know, breath is air, it's physical, yes, but there's also like the physical liquid that moves through our body and blood in Louise Hayes' book represents joy. How, how well is joy flowing through your veins? And if it gets stuck, if there are clots, if it's too thin and we bleed out, if it's too thick and we, we don't have movement, all of that is connected to our joy, and so it takes a lot of uh, support and attention and a healthcare community, a family community to come around someone who perhaps is not feeling that flow of life force of blood through their veins in an optimal way. When we all come together and we surround that individual, they remember the joy of connection, the joy of community, the joy of love, of support of being touched in the hospitals, I think of how so many elderly people, I guess so many people of all ages, during quarantine, we went through deprivation of touch. So many people were isolated, and no one was touching each other. A hug, holding hands, putting your hand on someone's shoulder or arm, sitting next to someone, cuddling someone. There was this massive withdrawal of touch from so many people's lives and I believe that leads to sadness to grief, to isolation and and our blood flow reflects that. It reflects that so perhaps there's more people having heart attacks or I don't need to get into all the logistics of that, you get the point It's it's about joy and so the the one system is air, another system of flow would be blood, there's water. When we uh, refresh ourselves with glasses of water and we allow that water to move through our physical body and it hydrates all of our cells, there's so much research about the importance of water, you know I take it a level further, it's like what what is the energy of the water <laughs> that you're bringing in? Are you blessing your water? Are you allowing the water that comes in to be really high vibrational or you negatively receiving that water, that makes a big difference too. But simply water. You bring water into your body, as my mouth <laughs> is all dry right now. You bring the water in and it hydrates, it flushes through your systems in your physical body. Well when the water is coming in, but perhaps the kidney isn't working right the bladder is infected or not working right and so the water can't release out of the body the flow is interrupted and so the water has to go somewhere and that water moves through your body and and swells your body and so then suddenly your your systems aren't working together anymore one system is fighting the other system and so the flow of water naturally coming in our mouth and then running through our digestive system and then releasing through our bladder, that is a critical flow. And and how are we paying attention to that? Are we going to the bathroom enough? If you're not peeing a lot, maybe you need to drink more water so you can keep flushing your body out and and you should be going to the bathroom a lot. (laughs) I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, if you're not irritated with how many times you're going to the bathroom, you're probably not drinking enough water. Because when we do energy work, it requires a lot of water to keep your system um, energized, uh, resourced, so that that alchemy can happen, the energy, the awareness, and then your body can metabolize it. It takes a lot of water for that. So you should be going to the bathroom all the time because you're releasing toxic energy you're releasing the stuff that comes up in a session so that when it is in your awareness it can then be metabolized in your physical body and then released through your urine as a detoxification (laughs) that was a whole bunch of words (laughs) but that's what it should feel like it should feel kind of intense like oh i'm drinking so much i gotta go to the bathroom now great Release, release. Water is another physical form of flow. So you breathe, you have this blood flow through your body. You have water that's hydrating your body and helping you with flow. There's the physical manifestation of food. When you, when you nourish yourself, you live in a physical form. You are energy soul in a physical body. And that physical body needs to have nourishment so that you can stand up, walk around, perhaps go for a run, play with a kitten, hug a friend, do some work, whatever. Whatever it is you want to do, your body needs nourishment physically so that it has the fuel to keep you moving through your day when we nourish ourselves with foods that our body can metabolize easily can process easily the nutrients can be pulled out and sent to where they need to go if we can find that combination of foods that specifically works best with our unique body and we master that fueling program we have this really easy flow of nutrients through our body and your waste is releasing really easily you're not struggling to go to the bathroom it doesn't hurt you you have a movement every single day there's just this easy releasing bringing the nutrients in moves through your digestive system nourishes your body goes out as waste simple flow we when we bring in lots of junk <laughs> or sugar or dairy, all the things I love, bread, pastas, like all these things that perhaps at an excessive level, as I often have done, are too much for the physical body to process easily. And then we're not drinking enough water. And so there isn't that hydration moving through. Our our digestive system, our bowels can get all out of whack. So you can see how quickly one system not at its optimal flow is going to bump into another system which will then create a complication with another system and you could really have um like stagnation become so intense that your body stops you 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 aren't able to do the things that you want to do. You can't think right. You can't make decisions easily. You're sluggish. Your, your awarenesses don't quite land in your body. And then you feel like you're fighting through mud. And then maybe it's so much that you just want to sleep all day. Or it just starts to compound itself. And then often people end up in the hospital. And it takes a whole team of professionals to untangle Everything and help flow begin again help movement come back and sometimes that's what's needed sometimes we're so isolated or out of alignment that going to the hospital and feeling seen and supported having loved ones around cheerleading for you and making you the priority it's, it's so good It's so good to feel that and to know that you are cared for my invitation or my reflection is what if we could be aware of flow through our physical form earlier more often so that we can stay in that optimal way of being and never need a crisis, never need any pain or suffering in order to bring us back into alignment and I know pain and suffering is great for some people or it's familiar, it's very comfortable you know there are some people who are always in the hospital and some who are never in the hospital, some who are always sick and some who are never sick it's not that either way is right or wrong I'm just offering what if there's a way that is more uh, comfortable for the body or we can tap into that flow and allow it to be more of how we are every day so that we don't need these roller coaster ranges of highs and lows we just have this beautiful easy movement in a a continuum that feels really good to us to contemplate just a thought <laughs> a thought to sit with And then there's two others I want to bring forward. So there's the flow of energy, which we talk about in our chakra system. We bring energy in through our feet and run it up through our chakras to our crown and then out the top of our heads. Or perhaps we receive energy in through our crown and we run it all the way down. Can you hear her purring? (laughs) She's so cute she's asleep on my lap oh my god that's the cutest thing ever so cute she's so cute you guys are gonna love her and then we bring all the energy down through our bodies from the crown down to the root down to the feet and into the earth those are two ways to flow energy there may be a million other ways and all of them are are perfect it's about flowing energy through all the chakras, not having one chakra be wide open and then the others blocked and the movement, the flow can't happen. Just this easy ebb and flow. I keep using the word, you have to count. How many times did I say flow in this podcast? (laughs) But clearly (laughs) there's a power with the vibration of that word that needs to be shared. So many healers and guides hang on I have to cough <coughs> many healers and guides have resources on how to assist with the flow of energy. Reiki is where you have someone move the energy through the chakras and open them wider and, and get the spiraling uh, vibration activated so that it's not a stagnant energy space. The way I do my work, it's a lot of times through visuals or awarenesses, seeing where a story or a pattern has locked the energy in a certain chakra and there's protection around it and a buffer. And so you don't necessarily want that chakra to be open. And so being able to look at it and see why, what's the fear and and is that still true? What would it feel like if we open that chakra just a little bit and then just a little bit more, you know, what would happen? (laughs) and she's awake again and climbing (laughs) climbing up my heart chakra (laughs) oh you guys there's so much love that she's sending out with her purring (laughs) can you hear that's so fun she may have to sit somewhere else for these podcast episodes or it's going to be all about Jade (laughs) we'll start to call it guys love and Jade podcast (laughs) then there's oh hang on a second There we go. So healers have ways of helping with the energy to flow through the chakras. Simply being aware of the concept, the idea, if perhaps that's new to you, that energy chakras are intended to be in flow, intended to be open and allowing movement of energy through all of them. Perhaps just do some reading. Look up chakras if they're new to you and And see what uh, grabs your attention and then play with it. You can find so many guided meditations. Um, I have one. What did I call it? It's on my YouTube channel. It's from way back. Like this is probably one of the first. This would be fun for you. This is one of the first meditations, guided visualizations I ever made in my business. It's called Chakra Magic. I don't even remember what I said in it. It was so long ago. (laughs) and it's probably a whole different way that I do it now but you might find that it's fun to tune into and um and also there's so many ways to play with energy in the chakras but it's all about flow are we are we flowing the energy in and out in a physical form Because there's these physical structures that are moving with blood and food and urine and waste. There's also the energy that's driving all of that physical activity. So they're very intimately connected. And often if the physical body is manifesting illness and those systems aren't flowing well, it's absolutely connected to the energy. And so spend time with both if you... If you're not at your optimal health right now and any of what I'm saying is resonating with you, look at both. It's physical and it's energy. And in my opinion, it's energy first and then it becomes physical. So if you only address what's happening in the body and you never look at the energetics underneath it, it's going to come back again and recycle again until you directly address the energy. And then the other flow that... Oh, like this is the tender one is love, this this flow of emotion that moves through our heart chakra and either gets protected and locked in or is simply constantly moving through. I talk about love so much in this podcast space and the title is is Love and my whole focus, I believe, of my work, of my path is this understanding of love at deeper and more intimate levels all the time. And what I, what I sense, what I see so often is how painful moments, um, stories that we believe to be true in the moment that they're happening have us lock up our love, have us protect our hearts. Session after session, I've, I've seen where individuals, you know, have barbed wire, fences, walls, gates, bubbles, mm-hmm. saran wrap. There's so many different uh, images that have shown themselves to me. Ways that individuals just put their arms around their hearts and pull all of their their protection in like i don't want to get hurt again it hurts so much i don't know that i could survive another pain like that it could come from losing a pet when we're young from a parent being difficult a relationship with a parent from a neighbor saying something hurtful a loved one a grandparent a relative dying and we don't understand where they went or what happened love love is one of the biggest ones friendships and relationships intimate relationships we open our hearts up and allow other people to see us and to get to know us and and then it ends because everything is about ebbing and flowing and sometimes relationships come to completions we've learned what we can or we've mastered what is there for us to understand about each other in that time together and when it comes to an end it hurts it hurts and so we wrap our arms around our hearts and we buffer and protect ourselves and then that flow of love it it's either halted or It's directed to only a couple people that we feel safe with and so then the rest of the world we sort of push back and keep it a distance it plays out in so many different ways and again none of them are wrong no one's bad because they stop loving it's just similar to what I was saying about blood representing joy, you know, life is meant I believe to be joyous to be filled with beautiful experiences and yes contrast but mostly I believe we come here to earth to experience the beauty of it the richness of it the amazing physical experiences and what it feels like in a human body to feel love and flow and so when we stop loving we stop allowing that flow of love. We cut ourselves off. We limit ourselves from the fullness of what's possible here on earth. And so what is there to do about that? I don't know that there's anything to do. It's, it's an awareness. And perhaps if we are aware of those moments where we're pulling in, pulling back, withdrawing, protecting ourselves so we don't get hurt, Perhaps just that awareness then allows us to relax our shoulders a little bit and breathe through the fear and tap back into that joy that moves through our veins, that blood, that life force that has us still here, still breathing, even after a painful experience, even after someone we love transitioning, even after all the stories that are so real about wounding and pain we still have the potential to open just a tiny bit our heart chakras, open our physical shoulders and just just a little bit feel the potential that there is more love possible, that there are others around us who we haven't even met yet who want to get to know us, would love to love us a little bit more. I just picture my mom in the hospital. Oh, my mom is such a charmer. She's so amazing. And she's just so kind and loving. And And people walk into her hospital room, you know, just expecting to see an ill patient that they have to check off the boxes and see what they need to do. And she starts talking and you just can watch everyone start to melt I can't tell you how many nurses and doctors while I was there would leave the room and as they're walking out, they're like, you're just one of the nicest patients I've ever had. You're just, you're in just such a good mood. Even with everything happening, they just walk out and their heart chakras are wider because my mom is sitting in the room just loving all of them because that's who she is. It's just who she is and how she lives and she's had plenty of reason to lock her heart up and not love in big ways but that's not what she chooses she just chooses to ask questions and get to know people and talk to them and find out their stories and then they feel heard even when they're serving her they feel heard and their hearts are a little softer because of it it's incredible <laughs> She's a master. <laughs> my mom is just such a master, and she does it so gently people don't even realize <laughs> that she's just had them fall in love with her. you know it's it's just incredible. i <laughs> I love watching my mom when she does her work and doesn't even know she's doing her work. <sighs> yeah. So perhaps all of this, all of these words that are coming through my mouth out to you through this recording. All of the love that Jade is sitting there (laughs) purring into the space that's merging with my voice and coming out to you. Maybe all of it is to say, it's okay. It's okay. Our hearts are going to hurt. Our bodies are going to get tired. Maybe we're not always perfect at being in flow and our bodies show it and we're tired. (laughs) We'd really just rather stay in bed, pull the cover over our heads. But maybe you could picture Jade kind of bouncing around on top of the covers and poking at you and trying to get you to just lift the covers a little bit and peek out. She did this to me in the bath today because she can't quite climb up because she's so tiny. She can't quite climb up the bath to the top, but she would like get her claws and then her little face would sort of peek right up the top and these big eyes are staring at me (laughs) and then she'd slide back down again (laughs) it was so precious it was so much fun and I didn't need to help her I didn't have to go pick her up and put her on top of the bathtub because what if the next time she's by herself she slides into the bathtub and can't get back out so we don't need to get her on top of the bathtub but she had so much fun just scrambling up and looking at me and I had so much fun just looking at her and laughing and encouraging her. Maybe that's what this whole journey as a human is all about. We don't have to fix each other or save each other, but we can encourage each other when we know we're stretching, when we know we're just just at the edge of our comfort zone and we aren't quite sure if we can get to the top of the bathtub, but we think maybe we can peek up for a moment, you know, maybe the other ones around us can smile and laugh and say, you've got this, you've got this you're making your way through it, all of your systems are coming together and they're going to flow in the most amazing way so, take a breath, take a pause we just moved into Libra it's all about balance, right? we're into this equilibrium Finding that equilibrium within ourselves, physically, energetically, emotionally. And then finding our equilibrium in our relationships, in our communities. For me, finding equilibrium in our home. (laughs) All three animals, three animals. (laughs) If you had told me when I met Brad that I was going to have three animals, I would have laughed. I would have said there's no way. He would have laughed. He would have said there's no way. And yet, here we are. We, we keep flowing through all of these changes and our hearts keep opening and more love keeps showing itself. Jade is... She's going to be a cat that sits on my lap and, oh, my heart just is so happy. That's really what I've wanted from my pets but they're both rescues and they aren't really interested (laughs) they're not interested in that they're not maybe they will be as they watch jade do it but even right now she's just cuddled up next to me licking her belly and cleaning herself off from all of her play and she's probably gonna take a nap (laughs) what a life (laughs) oh okay that's plenty for today plenty. Um, I wish you a beautiful weekend with whatever shifts need to happen so that you feel that flow in your own systems and how all of them come together and support each other. There's there's always the potential for greater alignment and balance. And so I encourage you to sit with anything that came up today as I was talking and go a little deeper into it. Let this be a podcast that inspires you into movement, into action, into changes. Maybe you need a cat too. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you need a kitten. You can't have mine, but there's lots of kittens available. (laughs) Oh, You'll know, you'll know what you need. All right, I send you off into your weekend with so much love. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at MySoulJourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.